Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. With me today, I have Joseph Harrison from TCU. Uh, Joseph is a professor in the in the management school, and he and I have been corresponding by email over, over the past year, talking about CEO personality and w- what that means for the stock market. Other folks have done work in this area around specific personality traits, around how per- personality affects company-specific risks, how it may drive M&A activity, and all, all sorts of different pursuits. I think Joseph and his team took a unique, unique approach, and we're going to learn uh, more about that today. So, Joseph, thank you for, for joining the Tech Today podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe we could start off, if you could talk about how yourself and the, and the team came together, what was sort of the, the, the catalyst for embarking on this, on this research? Yeah, good, uh, good question. It's actually, it, it goes way before I met anybody uh, on the team. Uh, I think the, the catalyst for me and my interest in top executives and how they affect um, particularly market outcomes uh, goes back to my undergraduate degree uh, when I was a, a student, business student at the University of Richmond. Um, I had concentrations in finance and management, and I and I saw kind of a disconnect uh, a little bit between the two and between some of the more classic theories of finance, um, things like perfect competition and, and the concept of the rational man uh, just seemed to be disconnected from reality to me <laughs> and, and how um, things actually function in business and how the market actually reacts. Uh, it's not always rational. Um, I mean, obviously, we know investors uh, don't have full information a lot of times. So this uh, this leads to some interesting kind of effects where uh, executives can have can have a uh, you know some pretty uh, large effects on what happens with their firm, both strategically and and in terms of market value. And so this this kind of led uh, me through my career. I, I went back to school and got a, got a PhD at Texas A&M, started concentrating on, on that area uh, with Steve Bovey as, as my advisor. And just kind of the, the rest naturally came together a little bit. Um, Gary Thurgood was a colleague and, and friend who was interested in personality. And so uh, we started talking a little bit about, okay, in general, how might executives affect these things and personality might be something that uh, that has a strong effect. And, and finally, we pulled in Mike Farr, who is a content and text analysis expert uh, to kind of improve our ability to measure some of these things. So, so CEO personality, executive personality, which, you know, executives aren't going to let you go into their firms often and, and give them personality tests. They're busy, um, busy people. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all came together. And that's kind of the justification for, for our research as well as seeing how these things kind of affect larger, higher order outcomes for firms. And Joseph, I believe you guys use the, the, the big five personality model. And I'm just curious, were there specific personality traits that you focused on within that model? Yeah, yeah, we did. So the big five, um, they're extroversion, neuroticism, conscientiousness, openness, and agreeableness. And so looking at these five, I think three of them really stand out as observable or the most observable. Uh, if, you, if you consider openness to experience, um, that's, you know, a little bit more internal, dispositional, how are, you know, what are you willing to 
accept or experience and agreeableness is is all kind of relational. So um, those seem a little bit more difficult to to gauge from an external perspective. Uh, things like extroversion, conscientiousness, and neuroticism. Though I think uh, those those are the three that we focused on. Um, and so you think about you know some of the executives out there. You can you can pinpoint some of these characteristics. Maybe uh, you know you look at Elon Musk uh, out of Tesla or, or somebody like uh, Michael Leary at Ryanair, and um, they're just very dynamic uh, personalities, right? And you can see some of these personality traits come out of them uh, with how they interact with with the media, with market intermediaries, and um, certainly uh, as they're as they're kind of making announcements and and uh, leading strategy for their firms. Could you talk about when we spoke in the past? You would mentioned analyzing earnings call transcripts. To I believe it was the Q and A section. Was there any other data sources that you looked at, whether it be uh, YouTube videos for user conferences, or you mentioned Elon Musk? He's one that's big on social media, so Twitter API data, things like this. Maybe you could just talk about sort of the, the raw data sources that you analyze. Yeah, sure. So. Um... So what we did, uh, what we ended up developing, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one more person too, actually, uh, in helping us develop this, uh, Alexander Gedronovich, who's a computer scientist that we reached out to to help us develop it. But uh, so, so there's essentially two broad uh, sources of data that we had. And one was these conference call transcripts. The other was video data of, of interviews uh, with executives. And the way that we developed the tool was using machine learning algorithms uh, where we took scores from a set of CEOs that we had psychology students rate based on the videos, uh, about 200 of them, uh, and then used machine learning algorithms to train models to predict personality or or recognize uh, personality based on the, the transcripts of their speech. So certainly there's uh, there's different data sources you can you can go out and use. We found the Q and A section in conference calls was nice because it's a it's a lot of text number one, and it's also uh, kind of off the cuff. Usually you have uh, certainly these executives are going to be prepping for calls, but uh, during the Q and A section, questions are not always easily uh, anticipated, and so you get a more natural sense of of their their language use. Whereas, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of executives who, who maybe do post on social media for themselves, uh, <laughs> um, even, you know, political uh, individuals who, who do that. And, and we see that's kind of obvious. But on a, on a broader scale, though, it's, it's difficult to kind of justify, I think, using social media or, or even like annual report statements um, where you're not quite sure who it is that's talking. So I think from a validity standpoint, that's what drove us to to look specifically at the at the conference calls. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, most, not most, but probably all, I can't think of a company that where the CEO does not use prepared remarks for all the, the content prior to the Q&A. So it's to, to, try to, to try to glean insight from prepared remarks. It's not, not easily done. Oh, yeah. And then w- when you mentioned machine learning, is that sort of a natural language processing tool, an NLP tool, do you know? Yeah, so uh, it was a, a supervised machine learning tool. So And we, we used open language learning too. So there's kind of a difference for your, for your listeners. There's a difference between open and closed language approaches where a closed 
uh, language approach, you'd take a basically a dictionary of words or you'd say, okay, these words should should relate to a, a given construct or variable. So this this fits with something like temporal focus, for example, if you're looking at, okay, are they using a lot of present tense? Are they using future tense? You know, where, where are they looking temporally? That's a nice fit for something like a closed language approach. Uh, so a lot of the NLP tools that are out there use that closed language approach. Charles was a, an open language learning approach, which is a little bit more of a, a black box. You can do kind of correlational analyses after the fact and see what types of language is getting picked up. But really, it allows for a broader range of things like syntax, um, tone, different aspects of of your language that are going to be indicative of the personality traits that, that an individual has. And then maybe you could talk about what you guys tested for. If I remember correctly, in, in one of the papers I was reading that you guys tested for company-specific risk, if I recall, you took a pretty pretty broad swath as well as I think your initial models, you mentioned a couple hundred companies, but you, you tested a, a, a good-sized portion of the S&P, if I recall. Yeah, so we looked at the S&P 1500, and actually, so this is where getting my uh i can actually go back and pull this up and look at the exact dates if i recall i think it was 2000 to 2015 that's digging back a while i've moved on to other projects uh since then so um but yeah and it's looking at uh it was around 3,000 ceos of s&p 1500 firms across that time frame um and we did look at beta um so the kind of the systematic risk you know volatility and, and stock price uh, as well as the relationship between that stock risk and actual shareholder returns. Uh, so those are the two kind of outcomes that we were looking at, um, focusing again on conscientiousness, extroversion, and, and neuroticism. Yeah, and so the yeah, what we find is is pretty pretty interesting. I mean, thinking about uh, that broad of a of a set of firms too, and if you're considering, you know, S and P fifteen hundred, they make up. But like 80 or, or 90% of the market cap of uh, U.S. firms. So uh, pretty representative, we think. And, and some of these effects, you look at um, you know, the, the effect of extroversion and neuroticism, both increasing risk, uh, you know, conscientiousness having a tendency to reduce uh, that volatility. And then on the risk-return relationship, what we, what we found, uh, which was somewhat unexpected, actually, was the... Um, High, high and low uh, levels of each of these traits have opposite effects. Um, so we had anticipated, you know, you have, you know, a more extroverted person versus more introverted uh, CEO. Uh, there might be a difference, but we, we actually find completely opposite relationships where somebody who is low on extroversion um, has a perhaps a, they're they're more effective might be a, a way of putting it at translating that risk into returns whereas uh, those high on extroversion were were less effective in doing that so um, increasing risk leads to reduced returns over the next next fiscal year so um, and same same thing for neuroticism and then um, conscientiousness goes the other direction where more conscientious uh, individuals tend to be more effective at translating risk into returns and and those who are low on conscientiousness uh, decrease uh, returns. Well, that kind of makes sense. A more volatile personality, maybe more volatile on the execution side, and therefore delivers uh, more inconsistent returns. And you said, so you, you looked one year out to the, to the next fiscal year. That was sort of the measurement period? Yeah. So we looked at right risk uh, going on a you know, da daily risk 
averaged over a year and then uh, looking at returns uh, and then, the, you know, the next fiscal year or the beginning of the next fiscal year, I should say. What returns did you look at in the next fiscal year? Was it exclusively stock returns or did you also look at uh, financial metrics such as net income, revenue? Growth? Yeah, so we're we're looking in this paper, we're looking specifically at, at market returns. So it's, um, you know, total shareholder returns is a function of both the you know, share price appreciation as well as dividends. Um, and elsewhere, we've looked kind of at performance more generally, return on assets. Those are uh, typically, uh, it's a little bit harder to gauge uh, financial, like the connection between more distal traits like the big five and and um, financial performance specifically. There's a lot more, I think, that goes into that. But I think uh, there's a case to be made where we're looking at, you know, per- perceptual measure, right? Where, uh, how do you perceive the CEO based on their personality and a perceptual uh, measure of, of value creation or um, this is, again, kind of where I go back to uh, my undergraduate experience and just thinking about market reactions and, and stock price as so much in a, a function of market perceptions, right? Um, there's going to be a financial performance aspect to that, but really it's the reactions of the market that drive that. And if I recall, Joseph, you guys took a sort of a holistic view. I, I don't think, but correct me if I'm wrong, th- that you measure these characteristics by industry vertical. Is that correct? Yeah, so we we controlled for industries, um, but yeah, it was uh, really looking kind of broad, broad uh, strokes across industry fun- or uh, sectors. And so I'm just curious. So I think I saw the the article uh, where I became aware of your research. It was maybe fall of last year, September of last year, something like that, maybe a bit earlier. What type of interest have you received from whether it be the investment community or uh, boards of directors or anything of that sort? Yeah, you know, um, I'd say about as much as I've expected up to this point, I think, um, if not a little bit more, I I, kind of getting into this uh, research just found it really intriguing and, and think it's Kind of where uh, where we're headed in in terms of management research is finding uh, connections that could be a little bit more of, of practical use uh, to the investment community. So I've had obviously you've reached out. I've had a couple of other individuals from different practitioner journals, Harvard Business Review, um, reach out as well as some independent companies who um, I I can't name just for uh, legal reasons, but who've been interested in kind of looking at. All right. Well, tell me about my CEO, right? Where I really think there are some practical implications to this research where CEOs are so, I guess, exposed might not be the right word, but they're under a lot of scrutiny in the, in the present uh, environment where, you know, there are, there's a lot of uh, interaction with, with the external market, not just in kind of those uh, quarterly earnings calls, but um you know, on social media and other platforms and constant news coverage of what's going on, just the the world has kind of opened up. Um, and so investors are getting information from from a lot of different sources. And this is uh, just one piece of information, right, that I think is, is useful for companies to understand that their executives are being watched, right, and how, how the market responds to those executives based on their personality. You know, that's going to have implications for gov- governance and, and how you're having your uh, your CEO kind of manage him or herself in interactions with, with different constituent. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, it's great work for others to, to build upon. Joseph, thanks for, for joining the podcast. 
podcast today. Appreciate it. You bet.